Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. End of the last hour, I went over this uh, 1023 uh, issue. That's the backdrop, right? The the bribery charges that I'm sure are totally going to come against uh, uh, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, and the uh, the the... 1023 form that was filled out that documented the bribe and the part that was redacted with the audio recordings, right? All of that. And then that that's all been coming out over the last week, right? Senior intelligence officials, this is the Washington Times, reporting that senior intel officials sought to shock Congress yesterday into renewing controversial spy powers, saying that without Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, or FISA, that if they don't re-up 702, the ability to scoop up global communications, then the CIA and the FBI would struggle to stop Iranian assassination attempts, Chinese hackers, Russian crimes in Ukraine, and drug smugglers pouring fentanyl across America's southern border. They're fighting an uphill battle, though, after revelations of appalling abuses, including illegally querying communications from Black Lives Matter protesters, crime victims, as well as donors to a U.S. political campaign. I'm going to take a guess at what party that one was for. Some 278,000 improper queries involving Americans were run on the data from 2016 to 2020. Right? So they have managed to hack off members of both parties by their behavior and abuse. But that 1023 and the Biden bribery scandal... That stuff, that's that's the backdrop. So Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee, this is her exchange with, uh, what's this guy's name? Paul Abadi, or, yeah, I think it's Abadi, A-B-B-A-T-E, or ab Eight, maybe? Ab-Bate, Abate, Abate, anyway, Deputy Director of the FBI. Here's Marsha Blackburn. Mr. Abadi, I want to come to you because Tennesseans are incredibly concerned about the politicization of the FBI. And they have watched the FBI target parents, people of faith, Mm -hmm. people with conservative values. And I am often asked, what group is going to be next? And how did we get to this to this point? Because they have watched the FBI under your leadership draw their guns on a pro-life advocate. That was stunning to them. That was done in front of his wife and children. They have labeled parents interested in education as domestic terrorists. Mm -hmm. I remember that. And all parents should be interested and are interested in their children's education. They watched uh, the raid on a former president and a political opponent on his home. And these have confirmed their worth worst fears, that there are indeed two tiers of justice, and that there is a political cabal within the FBI that sees it that way. Because when Hillary Clinton mishandled information and she wiped her email server with a tool called BleachBit and then beat 
the mobile devices with a hammer and destroyed those SIM cards, you all basically said there's nothing to see here. There is nothing to question. And when President Biden mishandled classified documents, there was no raid on his home or on his offices. But you see how President Trump has been handled with this. So it looks like the old playbook of distract and deflect. And the American people have a right to be concerned about this. Now, I want to talk about Senator Grassley's information from yesterday. Because when the FBI produced the document that you referred to earlier, uh, relating to the Biden bribery allegations, and you gave that to House Oversight, you all redacted any reference to the fact that the foreign national who allegedly bribed Joe and Hunter Biden had those 17 audio voice recordings. So first of all, why did you redact that part of the information? Senator, uh, Senator first, um, as I said before, your assertion or anyone who makes the assertion that the FBI is politicized, I reject it wholeheartedly. It's wrong. And it is not true. The work we do, okay, Mr. And the people Arbate, I see in the FBI. Okay, Mr. Arbate, then let me ask you this. You said in your response to Senator Cruz that you and the FBI do your job to the best of your ability. So why don't you tell me what your job is? Is it to defend and shield Joe Biden? Yes. Or I is mean, your job no. to protect this country and the Constitution of the United States? That Which one. is it? Let's do that. The one. job of the FBI is to protect the country keep people safe and uphold the constitution of our great country, so period. That's what we work to do every day, objectively. There are not two standards of justice. There is only one. It's applied equally to each and, and every person. Perception, there are two standards, very clear standards of justice in this country. We see it every single day. The American people see this every single day. They look at you and they see a politicized entity that is weaponizing an agency of the federal government against the American people. That they is not the FBI that out. I see, Senator. That is not the FBI you see. There are a lot of good people that work for the FBI, but you have a political cabal there. So why did you decide to conceal the information in that revelation to the House Oversight Committee? Why did you redact all of that re uh, pertaining to the phone calls? We have exceptional people within the in You're the not FBI, answering the, the question. Best. Why did you redact that information? And they work relentlessly every day to keep this you country safe. You chose not to reveal people. that the Period. calls were there. And Senator Grassley found it out anyway. Is that accurate? With regard to the you document. Chose to you chose to redact it, yes or no? We often redact documents to protect... So you chose to redact the, the fact that there are 17 voice recordings, two of those with the now president. You chose to redact that and not to give that to House Oversight. I have Is no idea if there are voice recordings or not. What I will tell you with respect to the you document, no the document was redacted to oh. protect the source, as everyone knows, oh, then and this is a question of life my and death, time potentially. has expired, but uh, I think it would be helpful if when you came before us, if you were willing to answer the questions, it would help to remove the perception that the American people have 
because this is what they see. They see you do it every day. All right, so so that's uh, Marshall Blackburn. So you hear what he did at the very end there. He finally does. A, so from the beginning, he refuses to acknowledge that there were redactions or what what was redacted or anything about the redact. And then finally, she does get him to admit that yes, I recognize there were redactions. Okay, good. So you kept that from House Oversight. The problem is Grassley knows what is on the form, 1023. He has seen it. He may even have a copy of it. I don't know. But he's he has seen it. So he knows what House Oversight was not given. That's, that's why this is unraveling for them. And you guys are now going before this body asking them to give approval for a program, and you're going to try to scare them into re-upping it while lying about withholding this information from the people that are supposed to be giving oversight, that are supposed to be doing the oversight of your very agency. The, the hubris, the arrogance on display, it's, it really is stunning. And, and, oh, it gets worse. So you heard her reference Ted Cruz. I've got his audio. But also Josh Hawley. He comes up next. You're going to want to hear this. All right, now you've heard me talk about them. Old Grouch's Military Surplus. They're expanding with more ways to get your hands on authentic U.S. military surplus items. Go to oldgrouch.com. Check out the links for the online auctions for rare finds and the vintage shop. Unique, really cool items from modern tactical gear to historical collectibles. Tim at Old Grouch's is always finding new stuff. When I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, my first advertiser was Old Grouch's. If you enjoy the show and derive any value from it, I'm hoping that you will consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. So the FBI, CIA, NSA, they're all up there at the Senate trying to get reauthorization for Section 702 of the FISA law, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. And one of the guys up there is just, he just exudes FBI arrogance. He is the deputy director, Paul Abadi. And um, not just the head, the whole Abadi. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Josh Hawley has some questions for the deputy director. And it has to do with the the Joe Bryben scandal. Um well, here, just take a listen. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Mr. Abadi, let me just stay with you. You just started to answer Senator Blackburn's question that not releasing the 1023 or talking about it as a matter of life and death, question of life and death, you said. Explain. It is potentially a question of life and death. For whom? With regard to the source of the information. So, okay, so now we've confirmed that the document exists. That's progress because the FBI director initially denied that it exists. Why did he do that? We, we have already and previously acknowledged the existence of the documents. Yeah, after you first denied it. Now, when a member of this committee read it, <laughs> right, the FBI director, let's just get the record straight. The FBI director initially said it doesn't exist. Then Senator Grassley said, I've read it. Then he said, oh, okay, well. That document. Gotcha. I guess it does exist. Now you're going back and forth with members of this committee, what's in it. Why don't you just release it? Is it classified? The document is not classified. Okay. Will you commit to releasing it? Senator, we'll take that back, and we will work with you and this committee. 
how about just a yes or no? Will you commit to releasing this unclassified document that alleges that the president of the United States, the president of the United States, has taken $5 million or more in bribes from a foreign nation? The document has already been released pursuant to a subpoena to the House Oversight Committee. Has it, it been released will, to this committee? We will work with this committee within the parameters that are established Will you request. release the document to the public? It's unclassified. Don't you think the American people have a right to see it? Uh, Senator, the document, as you know, contains sensitive information that has bearing on the life of the source of the information, potentially. You can read. So, so maybe uh, classify it. Maybe mark it as top secret. Why hasn't it been marked? Right? Something is classified not because it's marked, but because it, by its nature, is classified. So if you're saying people can't see it, that tells me there should be some sort of classification on it. No, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you mark it at this point? It's unclassified, though. Act the source's name. We do this all the time. In some instances, Senator, and I know you know this, that is not sufficient to protect people, and that's what we strive and work to do each and every day. And I hope you would take that seriously too. Oh snap! All right, so what is he saying? So all the information, by the way, that we have out now is that it's a, it's a Burisma executive, and the part that they actually redacted was a part that said he's got 17 audio recordings. Why did, why did you redact that part? <laughs> right? Of all the stuff, like why wouldn't you have redacted the part about the Burisma executive? Because at some point, like, are you, are, are you protecting his life or the confidential human source? And it's, at this point, why haven't you gotten that guy to safety? Because, like, this has been out for a while. I'm pretty sure they've figured it out by now, who the who the CHS is. No? A bunch of the intel agencies are up on the hill. They're asking for Section 702 of the FISA law to be reauthorized so they can keep scooping up all of this, all the communications of Americans. But... Some of the Republican members of the uh, Senate Judiciary Committee, they had some uh, they had some questions for particularly the FBI guy. Abadi is his name. Deputy Director Abadi. Here's Ted Cruz. Up against gentlemen, every Abadi. day when I'm home in Texas, I hear from Texans who are deeply dismayed about the growing politicization and weaponization of the Department of Justice and the FBI. If you are not, every one of you should be deeply concerned about the damage being done to the integrity of the institutions in which you operate. My office hears regularly from FBI agents and from assistant U.S. attorneys who are likewise concerned about the politicization and weaponization of the Department of Justice and the FBI, and this is profoundly damaging to the rule of law in our nation. Last month, a whistleblower brought to light the existence in the FBI of a report in FD 1023 in which the informant alleges that President Biden and his family members engaged in a $5 million bribery scheme during his time as Vice President. Deputy Director Abadi, is it true that the FBI has a report making those allegations? Uh, I'm not going to comment on that, Senator. And why is that? I'm just not going to comment on uh, information we received, investigations. Or Do you owe an matters. obligation to the American people to be candid about evidence of corruption by the President of the United States? 
This is uh, an area that I'm not going to get into with you, Senator. Well, I understand you don't want to, and that's why people are mad at the FBI, because you're stonewalling and covering up serious allegations of evidence of corruption from the president. Yesterday, Senator Chuck Grassley stood on the Senate floor and alleged that there are 17 recordings of this informant from Burisma, Ukrainian natural gas company. 15 of them are recordings, voice recordings of him talking to Hunter Biden. Two of them are voice recordings of him talking to Joe Biden, Deputy Director Abate. Does the FBI have 17 voice recordings laying out evidence of a bribery scheme? Senator, I'd add all, I would add also that uh, we've worked with the House Oversight Committee. Yeah, this is the, the Senate. We're the other side of the Capitol. This is the Senate. Do you have those 17 recordings? I'm not going to comment on any investigative matters, Senator. See, that's the problem. The FBI, and I've had this conversation with Chris Ray too, this is why you are damaging the institution. The American people have a right to know whether there is serious, credible evidence that the President of the United States took a $5 million bribe. And by the way, if it's false, Chairman Durbin just rolled his eyes. If Chairman Durbin were interested in the rule of law, we would have a hearing on these allegations. But of course, the Democrats don't want a hearing on the, these allegations. Mm -hmm. And to be clear, if the allegations are false, you know who could disprove them? Joe Biden. That's true. He could call for this to be released publicly. But the FBI is stonewalling. Would you agree? Two things, Senator. No one's stonewalling. The 1023. You just said you refused to answer the question. In response to a subpoena. Okay, then why'd you refuse to answer my question? The pertinent information is there, and I reject your assertion that the FBI is politicized. Why did you refuse to answer my question? I just answered your question. Okay. So, yes, you have a 1023. Do you have the 17 recordings? Yes or no? I'm not going to get further into that. So you're stonewalling. You can't say I'm not refusing to answer your question, but I won't answer your question. (laughs) I'm going to answer within the parameters that we operate in. That's the problem. The FBI has right now an unlimited hubris. Yes. That you believe you are unaccountable. Correct. You don't believe you're accountable to the United States Congress, and you don't believe you're accountable to the American people. And you are doing damage. The FBI is a great institution. When I go home to Texas, people ask me, should we abolish the FBI? Now, I tell them no, because you have heroes and patriots working for you that are catching child predators, that are catching terrorists. But you're sitting there happily erecting a wall to protect Joe Biden. Will you provide to this committee, not the House, the Senate Judiciary Committee, will you provide the FD 1023 and will you provide the 17 recordings so we can assess what is the evidence, the specific credible evidence that Joe Biden personally took a $5 million bribe from a foreign national? Senator, we will work with this committee, you and other members, to provide uh, the information within the parameters of the process. Will you provide the FD-1023, yes or no? I will take that back, and we will work with our team. So you're not answering that. Will you provide the 17 recordings? We will take that back, and we'll work with you. So you're not answering that either. Did you investigate in any way, shape, or form these allegations? Senator, once again, I'm not going to comment. So you're not going to say whether you did your job? We do our job to the very best of our ability. Well, not here. You're not answering a single question to the American people. And you may think this is esoteric. I promise you, millions of Americans 
are concerned. You know who isn't concerned? Not a single Senate Democrat. We're going to go through this whole hearing. Not one Democrat will ask a question about this. You know who else isn't concerned? The corporate media who is joining with the Democrats in covering up this evidence. True. If Joe Biden is innocent, the evidence should be made public and demonstrate that he's innocent. But if he is not, is it true this informant who alleged that he personally took a bribe was an informant the FBI had relied upon previously in other investigations? Yes or no? In each and every uh, investigation that we have, all the work that we do, I asked the you expectation yes no is that every I logical asked, avenue, avenue investigation be pursued to its I asked you a yes or fullest. no question. Are you going to answer it? Yeah, I'm, I'm answering your question. Was the informant one you had relied on previously in other investigations? Yes or no? Senator, we run down every piece of information. Every you're not answering it then. You're refusing to answer it. So you're refusing to answer the question. To the fullest extent possible. <laughs> you're refusing to answer the question. Senator, is that in all instances. Senator, your time it's is disgraceful. It's disgraceful, Deputy De- Director Abate. Disgraceful. This whole process is out of order. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. It is like I'm 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 struggling to think of a similar example of being that tone deaf of that of being unable to read a room than this deputy director. Like, have you are you not aware? Like, you're just up there like I reject this idea that we are politicized, dude. Like, have you were you born yesterday? What happened? Like. We saw Crossfire Hurricane. We saw that whole thing. Like you, all of those people now work as analysts on CNN, like and MSNBC. All right, I got another piece of audio. Actually, I got three more, but we're not going to have time to listen to them all. I got Mike Lee, I got John Ossoff, and I got Joe Kennedy. But we're not going to hear Kennedy. So it's it's a toss up between Lee and Ossoff. Ossoff, who actually spoke about the the not the ten twenty three, of course not, but about the uh, the re upping. Democrats are concerned about the reauthorization of Section seven hundred two as well. Because Black Lives Matter protesters got targeted. Sorry, compliance issued. Oh, hey, real quick, before I forget, Carolina Readiness Supply is prepping for its annual Heritage Life Skills event. It's coming up in July, and you can learn how to be better prepared and self-sufficient in the event of any emergency. Things like homesteading, canning, water storage, radio communications, herbal remedies, home defense, fermenting vegetables, all sorts of stuff. This is what Carolina Readiness Supply does. For beginners all the way to the most experienced preppers, Carolina Readiness Supply can help. Get your tickets now at carolinareadiness.com. That's carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? All right, we're going to get to this last piece of audio. This is U.S. Senator Mike Lee. His interrogation of the um, uh, Deputy Director Abate from the FBI. Over the past 12 and a half years, I've raised significant concerns in hearing after hearing after hearing about FISA and the FBI's shocking disregard for Americans' constitutional rights and civil liberties. I've been given basically the same answer by FBI directors and attorneys general and other officials during three presidential administrations involving both major political parties. The answer every time is a variation more or less of the following. Just trust us. Don't worry. We've got good people, law-abiding people running this, and we've got lots and lots of procedural safeguards in place to prevent this type of abuse that you're Mm -hmm. facing here. 
these aren't the droids you're looking for. That's yeah. what we're told. <laughs> Here again today, just uh, the last 24 hours, we got a new policy. This one, this one's finally going to fix it, you tell us. This one's going to do it. Uh, meanwhile, what's happened? Well, in 2019, Inspector General Horowitz issued a shocking report confirming a lot of what I had feared over the years, but had found it difficult to, to, to prove. Uh, a report rego- regarding Crossfire Hurricane, the FBI's secret surveillance of Donald Trump's 2016 presidential campaign. And then a subsequent memorandum dealing with the FBI's failure to maintain these so-called Woods Files, which uh, Woods File is basically the evidentiary record underlying a FISA order request in violation of FBI policy. Year after year and hearing after hearing, we hear of instances of noncompliance, including the disclosure just last month that the FBI illegally surveilled 19,000 donors to a congressional campaign. Americans participating in protests in the summer of 2020. Americans who were in Washington, D.C. on January 6, 2021. And even a sitting member of Congress. Mm. Hundreds of thousands of searches of Americans' private communications and information are conducted each and every year without a probable cause warrant. Frankly, uh, without any warrant, if conducted under Section 702. Now, let me be very clear. That number should not just be going down. That number should be zero. Yes. Every quote-unquote non-compliant search involving U.S. persons violates an American citizen's constitutional rights. Correct. And yet every year, the FBI claims that we should just trust the FBI to fix the problems internally. Well, first they tell us there are no problems. Then they tell us we will fix them because we've got good people and we've got new policies at this time. This time it's going to be different. Right. This time. Only later we find out that the FBI conducted more and more illegal searches in violation of Americans' constitutional rights than the last time we addressed the issue. So it's hard not to conclude that the only thing the FBI wishes it could fix here is the possibility of getting caught. This is what I find so insufferable. This is what (laughs) I find so incredibly insulting. Look, I want to echo Senator Blumenthal's point a minute ago, and I hope every American can can take note of this, this feature of this. This is unlike other court proceedings. We call it a court, and yet it doesn't have any of the trappings of an ordinary court. There is no adversarial process. We're told a moment ago by Mr. Olson that it's okay. It's okay because the FISA court has the ability to appoint an amicus anytime it feels necessary to do so. Well, why not in every case? And even if there is an amicus, what interest does the amicus have that's on par with the individuals affected? The bottom line is you collect all this data, and then after you store all that data, some of it involving communications, the content of individual individual phone calls, emails, text messages, whatever it is, the content, not just the metadata, but the content. You can do a backdoor search on that without a warrant predicated on probable cause. That is itself an affront to the Constitution. Yes. That is itself something that is always going to lead to constitutional violations. Correct. And it must stop. We've got an opportunity this year to make necessary reforms, and we must do it. Well, we've got you here, Mr. Olson uh, and Mr. Abadi. Why should we 
ever trust the FBI and the DOJ when it comes to this issue, uh, uh, w w whether under the current administration or under future leadership? Why should we ever trust the FBI and the DOJ again to police themselves under, under FISA when they've shown us repeatedly for more than a decade that they cannot be trusted to do so? Senator, thank you for uh, the question. Obviously, Section 702 is an invaluable intelligence tool. That's beyond dispute. He's the assistant it's also attorney one general. It's very powerful, and it must be used responsibly. And I, I share the frustration that you express with the <laughs> lack of compliance that we've seen in past years from the FBI. I'm not here to defend those compliance problems. What I can tell you is that those compliance problems predate some of the very significant changes that the FBI has put in place. I will not say that compliance problems will be zero next year. We are not saying, as I think you mentioned, that we say we're done. This is an ongoing process. We will continue to try to improve. We will work with you and your staff and, and other members of Congress to make sure that we're implementing procedures and policies, training, and other measures to continue to drive down these errors and, and compliance problems. But in the end, um, the tool itself is so incredibly important to our national security that I believe that its essential effectiveness must be preserved. Mr. Robotic. Senator, thank you. Uh, I share your concerns as well, mm. and I take this seriously. Mm. And with regard to the FISA 702, since I've been in this role and under the leadership of Director Ray, we've made significant changes, ones that have never been made before, and there has been a lot of progress, but we're not uh, going to rest on our laurels. We're going to keep driving ahead, um, continue to implement reforms as required, taking uh, guidance and counsel from the committee. Blah, 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 blah. They scoop up all this information and they store it. And then they go and they do searches, queries as they're called. And they query information about American citizens without warrants. Democrats are, are concerned about this as well. This is a bipartisan thing. And what they're saying is, what the, what the intel agencies and DOJ, what they're saying is, we need the tools, so just sacrifice a little bit of your liberty, constitutionally protected liberty, just sacrifice a little of it for the security that we can't really talk to you about. And if we turn it on you, we definitely won't tell you about. I'll see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone. <laughs>